Now, Health Matters with Daniel Martin. Hey, everybody. Welcome into Health Matters right here on CNA 938. I'm Daniel Martin. On today's edition, it's my Gastric Cancer Awareness Month special. Yes, November is the month of Gastric Cancer Awareness Month, which is the third deadliest cancer in the world. It's also the fourth most common cause of cancer death among men here and fifth most common cause among women here. We need to talk about gastric cancer, especially this month of November, as we continue to raise our awareness of this silent killer. Back on the show, Dr. Jaideep Rao, who's a senior consultant surgeon out of Arden JR Surgery, based at Mount Elizabeth Novena. Dr. Rao, welcome back. Hello. Hi, Daniel. How are you doing? Good to be back. Yes, indeed. Good to have you on board. I'm curious, like looking at those numbers, uh, where are we today? What's the current status? This being Gastric Cancer Awareness Month, after all, where are we in terms of gastric cancer rates in Singapore as of 2023? So gastric cancer rates are uh, among... Uh, the seventh most common in men and ninth most in women in Singapore. Uh, it used to be the fourth and sixth most common uh, among men and women. But over the years, thankfully, it's slightly come down. Ah. Uh, but overall, the cancer rates are still uh, remains uh, high. Um, and it's about like 18 cases per 100,000 you know, patient years in Singapore. So looking at those you know, common causes of cancer death, why those high rates of cancer death? even though technically, as we'll discuss, we kind of do have the tools to detect and treat this early. Yes. Uh, so the rate, the reason why stomach cancer death rates are very high is because uh, it's picked up in a late stage. Uh, in Singapore, uh, 80% uh, plus of uh, gastric cancer is detected in advanced stages. Uh, and that's because uh, the way to detect uh, the stomach cancer is by a gastroscopy or endoscopy. Uh, and in Singapore, uh, most people are not going for this as a screening purpose. If you look at uh, countries like Japan and Korea, where the incidence of uh, gastric cancer is very high, uh, everybody above the age of 50 years undergoes an annual uh, endoscopy. It's just That's uh, just practice. That's yes, the norm. There is a national screening program because ah. it's the, the number one cancer uh, in, uh, in, in Japan and Korea. But in Singapore, uh, it's not, we don't have, the incidence is not that high. So we don't have a national uh, screening program. And even though uh, we don't have, and we actually emphasize a lot in, in the various hospitals and even awareness, the, the pickup rate for uh, stomach cancer is not very high. And therefore, uh, you know, most patients don't go for that. So that's the thing. Are they, does that mean that they, a country like Japan, is probably picking up a majority of cases at the early stage? We're probably picking a majority of cases at the late stage. Yes. So Japan and Korea, uh, they they pick up uh, about eighty percent of their cases uh, in early stages, uh, whereas in Singapore, we pick up eighty percent of the cases in the advanced stages. So that's what we're trying to change. We want to emulate them and uh, change our rates so that we can pick them up early, so that the cure rates are better. Yes, indeed. So that doesn't have to have such high rates of cancer death. What are we talking about in terms of screening? Go in depth a little bit for us. What is the screening like? Is it very invasive? Who should go for it? What should we know? So uh, ideally, uh, anybody uh, who's above uh, 50 years, uh, oriental race, uh, who has a history of uh, helicobacter pylori uh, infection, uh, somebody uh, who's uh, smoking uh, with history of uh, smoking, chronic smoking, uh, those people whose diets are extremely high in smoked food, pickled food, uh, salted fish, uh, low on fiber, uh, or those who've had uh, uh, chronic uh, gastritis 
uh, in their past, they've had endoscopy and found a chronic gastritis or intestinal metaplasia, all who have had a family history of stomach cancer. These are all uh, high-risk individuals, and we need to focus on these group of uh, patients uh, for screening so that we can pick them up at early stages. Ah, uh, okay. And what, could, what are the screening options open? Is it only just about an endoscopy? So uh, currently, the endoscopy is uh, one of the, the best options to uh, diagnose uh, stomach cancer. We do have certain blood tests such as uh, pepsinogen uh, levels and uh, serum uh, H. pylori antigen levels. Uh, these are not very sensitive. Uh, but the good news is we have a new blood test uh, in uh, Singapore. Mm -hmm. It's actually a made in Singapore blood test. Uh, it's uh, based on microRNA technology and it's called GastroClear. Uh, so this uh, test is uh, promising and uh, because it has a sensitivity of almost 90% uh, to pick up uh, stomach cancer in the uh, early stages as well as uh, late stage. And it risk stratifies uh, somebody uh, for cancer. So even if uh, this person has intermediate or high risk uh, in the, their blood test and we do an endoscopy and we find that it's normal, uh, at least we can focus on this group of individuals and have them repeat their endoscopy uh, once in two to three years so that if they do develop uh, certain um, changes in their stomach, this can be picked up early. This is fascinating. Okay, so with endoscopy, which is the, the gold standard for many years, it's, you're going in, you're actually visually having a look. And, and what are you looking for? Yes. So uh, when we do an endoscopy, we basically look at the stomach lining. Uh, we look for changes uh, in stomach lining. So normal, we would know something that's normal, but we also look at certain areas of inflammation. Uh, if there's certain areas of inflammation, we would actually biopsy it and we would know whether these changes are just uh, routine inflammation or is something more serious, something like a chronic atrophic gastritis or something like intestinal metaplasia. If somebody were to have uh, polyps, then we would know whether this polyp is just benign or something that's more serious. So this is something that we will pick up on endoscopy. But as you know that the stomach lining is, uh, is very vast and uh, for us to do a very, very thorough endoscopy, uh, it takes us a long time. So it would take us an hour or so. Oh, wow. So in uh, Japan, uh, you know, every endoscopy takes about uh, an hour, hour and a half. Whereas in Singapore, again, due to the, the limitations that we have, uh, it's not done so thoroughly. So uh, even in Japan, uh, the sensitivity from uh, an endoscopy is about, you know, 70%, whether this blood test is about 88 to 90%. That is so really people, a big difference because I would imagine the idea of going for that one hour plus endoscopy, booking it, taking time off, the fear of invasive, that's probably part of the reason of holding a lot of people back from something like a regular early screening for gastric cancer. So how would something like gastroclear actually, what, what is it testing for? Why does it have such high efficacy? I mean, because you can't, it's not visual. You can't see the lesions, you can't see the polyps. What's it testing for? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so uh, basically what this uh, blood test does, it's a microRNA-based uh, blood test. So basically it picks up certain proteins in your blood uh, that's a marker for certain uh, conditions. So for example, if you've had helicobacter pylori in the past, if you're a smoker, if you've had some family history of cancer, uh, you exhibit uh, certain uh, proteins in your blood. So this uh, blood test actually picks up on those uh, uh, protein markers. So there's about 12 markers that we have, and then it would risk stratify you. So if you had none of these uh, risk factor markers, then you would probably be uh, low risk. 
But if you have some amount of markers, then you would be intermediate risk. Or if you had large number of these, then you would be high risk. So this blood test then would now risk stratify you to say whether you're low risk or intermediate risk or high risk. And this would be useful. So for a, technically, if you would screen everybody in, in Singapore uh, above the age of 40 or 50, and then we could uh, risk stratify and say, okay, these people now uh, are intermediate or high risk. Now we can you know, scope these patients and then see who, uh, you know, how many of uh, cancers that we would pick up. And even if we didn't pick up, we would pick up uh, risk factors, for example, intestinal metaplasia, chronic gastritis, helicobacter pylori infections. And then we could treat these and we could do more uh, strict uh, surveillance, such as we could scope them every two to three years. If somebody would have come, for example, if you didn't have this blood test and if you came to me and I did an uh, endoscopy for you and it turned out to be normal and I said, okay, you're normal. And then you'd be lost to follow up and you would still maybe have a chance of having uh, a cancer in five years or seven years and we wouldn't know. Whereas if I did this blood test for you and you would have high risk and I found, even though I didn't find uh, something there, but I know that you're high risk. So I would be uh, more careful in counseling you. This is an adjunct that we have and say, well, yes, you don't have cancer at the moment, but there's a blood test that shows that you may be slightly at a higher risk. So we may need to screen you a bit more often. Ah, okay. So that's how we make use of the results of a test like this, which is recommended to be done on a yearly basis. Um, the idea is it doesn't necessarily replace the endoscopy, but if you fall into that intermediate and high risk category, then you would be scoped and followed up a little bit more closely. That is interesting. And in terms of, you know, ease, like I said, like, you know, the idea of going for the endoscopy on a regular basis, time consuming, um, invasive, people are worried about it, that kind of thing. So like you said, use this as an adjunct and in terms of cost, I mean, I, I've had a look at the, the report and what it looks like. It's very easy to understand the low, medium, in, intermediate risk and things like that. Some medical reports really just buffer you with so much information, but this is easy to understand. And in terms of cost, it's fairly, I mean, it's done in the restructured hospitals. And depending on where you go, whether restructured or private, the cost for something like this is anywhere from, what, 100 to $300? And that could be appealing, actually. Yes, definitely. So there's a blood test. It's uh, much cheaper uh, compared with an endoscopy. Correct. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, uh, something that we've done. It'll get even cheaper because right now it's still a premium because it's, you know, we just, you know, commercialize it. It's the only test. It's available only in uh, Singapore ah. and we're testing it out in a few more uh, countries and it's just spreading. Currently, it still requires a reagent and, uh, you know, person with expertise to read it. Uh, but very soon it'll be uh, done automated uh, and therefore that cost will come down further uh, and then it's just like another uh, blood test and it's definitely more appealing because it's much cheaper than doing an endoscopy. Dr. Rao, before I let you go, as a final point for this Gastric Cancer Awareness Month, just drill that point home for us. If we picked up more at an early age, uh, at an early stage rather, are you saying that we could really make a huge dent in terms of gastric cancer in Singapore? Definitely. Uh, the main uh, take-home uh, message here is that uh, when, if you have uh, early cancer, you may not have any symptoms. A large number of patients uh, don't get themselves tested or screened because they don't have any symptoms. Uh, and therefore that's something that we need to remember because when you develop uh, gastric symptoms, such as pain, vomiting, uh, loss of weight, loss of appetite, uh, bloating, all these may uh, already put you in a fact that you may be having advanced cancer. 
very, a lot of times it does not produce any symptoms in the early stage. Uh, so screening is important. And therefore, uh, as I mentioned, if you fall in one of these high risk categories, uh, screening is uh, a very important tool to pick it up in the early stage because when we pick up uh, cancers in the early stage, we can treat it endoscopically. Uh, we can treat it uh, with uh, laparoscopic keyhole robotic surgery, minimal access treatment. You will avoid um, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, immunotherapy, and all that morbidity, the costs associated with that. Uh, and you will have a much higher rate of cure rate. So if you picked up in a stage one, you have more than 95% chance of a complete cure, as opposed to in an advanced stage where you're just 50 to 25% chance of uh, cure. So no brainer, we require to be a screen. We have uh, risk factors that are there. So people who have the risk factors should get themselves screened early. So we detect early, early detection means early cure rates. Remember that, indeed, this Gastric Cancer Awareness Month. I'm Daniel Martin, speaking to Dr. Jaideep Ralsini, consultant surgeon of Arden JR Surgery. It's based at Mount Elizabeth Novena. This has been Health Matters. Before making any decisions based on the information in our program, please consult a medical professional.